that real? Yo, why is Jada Kiss as hard as it gets? Why is the industry designed to keep the artists in debt? And why them dudes ain't riding if they party your set? And why they never get it popping but they party to death? Yeah, and why they gonna give you life for Welcome, 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 and welcome you to yet another episode of the Unpopular Podcast. It's your boy Jalen, and a lot went down last week. Uh, of course, this is a Monday podcast. I want to appreciate you guys for listening. Appreciate everybody that's been tuning in and staying with me. I appreciate it. Um, a lot went down from free agency to tennis to soccer. A lot, a, when I say a lot went down, a lot went down, and we're going to cover it. Oh, I'm going to cover it. Again, this is the Unpopular Podcast. I want to thank you guys for listening and talk about bombshells, man. Kawhi Leonard, see, we all knew he was a different type of dude, but Kawhi Leonard making the decision to go to the Clippers, it kind of surprised people, especially doing that, what, J- July 6th um, at like 2 in the morning, but... Well, one thing I'm going to say about that, first, for people that don't know, Kawhi Leonard. For, if you don't know, I don't know why you listen to the podcast, because this is a sports podcast, but I'll, I'll refresh. For people that don't know, Kawhi Leonard, uh, he was one of the top free agents. He signed, well, first, he held the league pretty much hostage, pretty much not telling anything, not telling people what he's going to do. He had three teams, which was the Lakers, the Clippers, and the Raptors. And on July 6th, he chose the Clippers. Not only did he choose the Clippers, he chose the Clippers, and the Clippers also traded for Paul George. And this is the thing that, if you really look, if you sit back and look, people were shocked. People were shocked because a lot of people thought that the Clippers were out the question. A lot of people thought the Lakers had it in the bag. A lot of people thought the Raptors were either first or second. And the reason why is because of the media. When I sat back and I'm like, why am I surprised? I'm surprised because for a week, for a couple weeks straight, all I've been hearing is Kawhi is going to go to, you know, Kawhi is going to go to the Lakers with LeBron and AD. And Kawhi is going to stay with the uh, Raptors. The Clippers are pretty much out. When you sources tell me that Kawhi is definitely going to the Lakers, sources tell me Kawhi is 99% staying with the Raptors. The reason why we were so shocked is because the media pretty much told us the one team he went to, which was the Clippers, was the only team that was out the race. And I also think that's funny because. Again, if you sit back and think about it, the Lakers was his first option. Many people, including his family, went out and uh, said, especially beginning the season, that he wanted to be with the Clippers. Uh, He wanted to be in L.A., first of all, but the Clippers were his mainstay. And in retrospect, uh, us as fans and us as media were saying, you know, why is he taking so long? And clearly he was taking so long because he was waiting for the Clippers to get that deal done with Paul George. So, and if you really think about it in hindsight, we shouldn't really be surprised that he chose the Clippers. I'm more surprised at the fact that he chose the Clippers with Paul George instead of the fact that he chose the Clippers. It's, it's hard, especially when you know, you're in the sports media, you watch sports all the time. It's hard to not listen to that. 
or not listen to, you know, the sports pundits and the people that say source this, source that, source this. But <laughs> Kawhi chose the Clippers, man. Kawhi chose the Clippers, and that sent waves through the NBA. I was, I remember when it happened, I was watching Stranger Things. Shout out to Stranger Things Season 3. That is a crazy, crazy season. I, I loved it. If you don't watch Stranger Things, what are you doing with your life? But I was watching Stranger Things, and then I got the alert. I was, Stranger Things was almost going off. I was about to go to sleep, and then I saw the alert, and I'm like, the Clippers? I said, this can't be real. This can't be real. Then I just kept alert and alert. I said, yo, this is it. So then I'm texting everybody. I didn't end up going to sleep that night until like 4 o'clock in the morning. That's, that's what Kawhi Leonard does. And I, don't, I think the reason why people were so shocked is the, the, the remnants and, or the, what this decision did to the league. This decision, all, to me, took par- like brought parity into the game. For the longest now, it's been, okay, it's going to be Golden State and Cleveland or Golden State and whoever is going to be in the championship. You have Kawhi, I mean, uh, KD, Steph Curry, uh, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green. Uh, you have wherever the hell LeBron James is at. That's what we pretty, we pretty much knew. Either Golden State was going to win the championship or they were going to be in the championship. And not even just, it's not just with Golden State. It was before Golden State, it was uh, Miami with LeBron James and D. Wade and Chris Bosh. Parody hasn't been in the league in a while. And I say that in delight because, I mean, it was still, the league is still fun. Now, everyone that knows me knows I'm a Wizards fan. So uh, it's not like I have a dog in this race, but I still love watching sports and I still love watching the NBA. So it's still fun to me, but for the casual fans, I can understand seeing Steph Curry all the time or seeing LeBron James. In the finals all the time. I can get the tad bit boring. I get it. So with Kawhi Leonard going, I really sat back and thought, or Kawhi Leonard going to the Clippers, I really sat back and thought, this move eliminates, I was thinking, there's really no big threes anymore. We can, You can kind of see a big three with Golden State right now with D'Lo, uh, Steph Curry, and Draymond Green. And of course, you can, depending on how they mesh, we have to wait to see uh, or wait until Clay Thompson gets back. But there's really no big threes anymore. There's a lot of duos with now Kawhi Leonard and P, uh, PG, LeBron and AD, Stephen and and D'Lo, or Stephen Clay when he gets back. You have, um, you know, Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum. There's duos all around the league, and. There isn't really a super team. Like, even if you look at the Lakers with LeBron James and AD, yes, you have two of the top five players in the league, but around them, you don't really have much. Yeah, Boogie signed, and that was that was big for them. Uh, Rondo signed, Danny Green signed, but those aren't really pieces to me, especially in, uh, if Boogie was back where he is, and he can still get back to where he is or where he was. But if Boogie gets back to where he was, that's a, that's his big three right there, Anthony Davis, Boogie, and LeBron. But if Boogie plays like he did last year, of course, coming off of the ACL tear and coming off of a quad injury in the playoffs, then it doesn't really do much for the Lakers. Um, but, yeah, there's there's no more big threes. And that's that's huge. 
that's huge because now if you really look at it, the NBA is so deep that you don't know who can win. I mean, I'm not going to say you don't know who can win, but there's a lot of teams who can win, especially in the West. The East might not be so much, but the West definitely. You have the Rockets. You have Denver. You have Utah now who made some uh, uh, quiet moves. The Lakers, uh, Clippers, um, Golden State still going to be in the mix. Uh, Portland's still going to be there. It, there's so many teams that can win. Even on the East, you have KD and Brooklyn, uh, uh, Kyrie Irving and KD next year. Well, not next year, but the year after because KD's still you know recovering from injury. But that's a big two. You have um, Philly. You have Milwaukee. Milwaukee, if you want to include Chris Middleton. you got to include Chris Middleton, how much goddamn money they gave that dude. But all I'm saying is that the league is so – is is Kawhi Leonard going to the Clippers really – it's not really just – it wasn't just Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard was the stamp, but it was KD leaving. It was Kyrie leaving. It was Kimba moving. It was so many. This is the most exciting free agency to me the NBA has ever seen. From big names going to different markets to people staying who we didn't expect to stay. For players going to teams that we didn't expect. This free agency has turned the NBA upside down in a good way. Now I can... I can go into a series, say Golden State plays Portland. That's evenly matched because you have you, you don't have five All-Stars getting on the floor for one team anymore. Or it can be a toss-up now with um, Philly and Milwaukee. You see, the NBA hasn't looked like this in a while. And a lot of people have been clamoring and wanting the parody in the NBA. We're about to see. We're about to see if they want it. Because remember I said last episode that college football is still at an all-time high in views. However, we already know sitting here today that it's either going to be Clemson or Alabama playing for the national championship. People always know that it's going to be either Boston or somebody close to Boston that's going to be playing for the NHL Cup. We all know that in college basketball, a blue blood is if, if they're not if a, if a blue blood doesn't win they're going to be at least in it whether that's Duke North Carolina um, Kentucky we all know that but college basketball especially in March is at an all time high so when people say they like parity we're really about to see because there's nothing but parity in the NBA right now which is very exciting but before I move on this Kawhi Leonard move along with the Paul George trade, does a lot for definitely three, four teams. The Clippers, the Raptors, the Lakers, and the Thunder. Let's talk about the Clippers first. The Clippers, the Clippers was a young, not young, a, a good scrappy team last year that pushed Golden State, a star-studded Golden State, to six games in the, in the playoffs last year. You don't really lose. You don't lose any pieces, and you bring on Kawhi as well as, well, you do lose. You lose Anila Gallinari, and you lose Shea Gilgis Alexander, and like, you know, we talked about the Lakers when they traded AD or traded for AD, and they gave all them picks and all those players, and we were saying that that was the biggest haul in NBA history. 
the Clippers said, you know what, hold my beer. Because <laughs> they gave, they gave the Thunder, what, five draft picks, two uh, pick swaps, Shea Gilchers, Alex, five first round draft picks, two, um, two pick swaps, as well as Shea Gilders Alexander and Danilo Gallinari for Paul George. That is the biggest haul I've ever seen. You get two pretty solid players and you get seven picks. That is crazy. That's essentially nine players for one. Now, I do understand, however, why you would make that trade. One, because not only are you getting Paul George in the trade, but you're pretty much essentially getting Kawhi Leonard, who a lot of people say with KD being out is the best player in the league. So you get, you have to get Paul George. And, and reports have come out from Kawhi's camp that said if he was waiting because he wanted to wait to they, – they wanted to get Paul George. Once he got Paul George, boom, I'm coming. So you give all that all that commodity for pretty much Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. So with the Clippers right now, if you really look at it, to me, they should be the favorites. I don't know the – they should be the favorites. With Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, uh, Patrick Beverly signed a big contract. Um, Lou Williams coming back. Montrez Harrell coming back. Shamit coming back. Uh, that should be the favorite. They they were a surprising team last year. Like I said, they were scrappy, especially in the playoffs against the champs. You bring on arguably the best player in the league and arguably the second. You bring on the two best two-way players in the league, when Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, along with the the scrappy defense that Patrick Beverly does, you have a recipe for a success, my friend. This, for to me, like I said, this not only propels the Clippers to new heights as far as in the standings and success, but it also it also leg, legitimizes them. You know, the Lakers, the Clippers have always been the Lakers, uh, the baby brother or little brother to the Lakers. And while that might be the case in some fans' eyes, if you look now, the Lakers, I mean, the Clippers have Kawhi. They have Paul George. They have uh, Lou Williams. They have Patrick Beverly. They have Montrez Harold. And above all, they have Jerry West, who, to me, is the greatest GM of all time. Just look at look at the track record he has. He helped uh, the Lakers get Shaq and Kobe back in the day, and, and they three-peated. You, they he helped turn around Golden State and get them to where you know dynasty, and now they're they're shaping they're shaping he's shaping up the the Clippers to to now is this is the first time to me ever the Clippers have ever been favorites at all. That that is that has Jerry West written all over. So to me, Jerry West is the greatest GM of all time, and with that. Or president of basketball operation. I don't know really the difference, but hey. But with that, it, it legitimizes the Clippers. I think if the Clippers did not get Kawhi Leonard, that would be seismic. Like that's that would be something they couldn't come back from. 
because if you really think about it, the Clippers have been have been preparing for Kawhi Leonard's arrival for so long, and with them, like they've been they've been shedding cap space, they've been doing everything right, uh, still competing and showing them showing Kawhi that. This is a team that just need is one superstar away from being from being legitimate. And if he wouldn't have, and Kawhi already or his camp already came out and said that the Clippers is probably number one. Now this was before the Raptors season, but number one on his list of destinations. So if they wouldn't have got him, that would have been seismic. I don't think they would have came back from that. People would have looked at the Clippers now as you see. Kawhi Leonard said he wanted to go. He had an opportunity to go. They did everything right, and they still didn't pick him. I think that would kill. That would kill their legitimacy and free agency going down the future. That would just. That would. They. I don't think they would be able to recover from that. The Lakers can recover because it's the Lakers. I mean, the Raptors. We'll talk about in a second. But the Clippers. No, I don't think they would have. Uh, they would have came back from that. So. That move definitely played big for the Lakers. I mean, for the Clippers. And then we'll talk about the Lakers. Kawhi Leonard, the reason why this hurts the Lakers so much is how long it took. Kawhi Leonard waited, what, nearly a week and a half to make that decision? All the big-name free agents pretty much got, got off the board day one. And after that, you started seeing key key uh, quality pieces getting off the board, which is J.J. Redick, uh, D'Angelo Russell um, could have could have seen he was on their list. Patrick Beverly was on their list. There was so many quality pieces they could have got, but they waited for Kawhi Leonard, which they had to. I mean, you have a player like Kawhi Leonard, and like Kawhi Leonard's statue, you have to wait for him, and they did. They put all the chips in the middle. They had like 7,000 meetings. He, Kawhi had a meeting with uh, Magic Johnson. He had a meeting with Jim, Jeannie Buss. He had a meeting with LeBron and AD. He had a meet, he, he has several meetings. As a Laker and as a, as a Raptor and as a Clipper, you have to wait. And the, good th- the thing that the Clippers had that the Lakers didn't, however, is the Clippers had two max spots. And the thing that was really smart that the Clippers did, which, again, you have to go back to Jerry West, is that they knew they weren't getting two superstars, two max players, as in two max player free agents. They knew they weren't getting that. So they kept one max spot open for Kawhi, and with the other max spot money, they they, they, they made solid deals. Like they got uh, Zubac, they got... They they returned Patrick Beverly, who was big for them. They they re-signed a lot of players that they needed. They got um, Mo Harkless. Like they they made solid moves, while still keeping that one max spot open for Kawhi. The Lakers only had one max spot, and with them waiting, now you see with them waiting and striking out on Kawhi Leonard, you see that the, the they waited a little too long. Now again. We have to see what Boogie turns it. Like if Boogie can get back to where he was. Because if he can get back to where he was, while he's not Kawhi Leonard, he's still a great piece to have. Of course, but then you have to sign Rondo back. You have to sign JaVel McGee. And those look a lot better when you have 
LeBron, AD, and Kawhi Leonard. When you just have LeBron, AD, and Kuzma, and, and that's nothing against Kuzma, but there's levels to this, and Kuzma is not even close to the level that Kawhi Leonard's at. But when you have LeBron, AD, um, those those pieces starting to look a little a little frail. Again, we we have to wait to see what Boogie come, turns into, or if he can get back. But if we're going off the Boogie from last year and in the playoffs, uh, um, Javale McGee is going to be playing a lot of minutes. So I don't. I'm not going to say this set back the Lakers because the Lakers still have LeBron and AD, but this definitely set back the Lakers as terms of getting quality players outside of those two. You look at their bench now. They got Jared Dudley, who is a good bench veteran, but he's not really a solid player at this point of his career. As you saw with Brooklyn, he was a good you know, veteran presence, but the Lakers are full of veteran presence because it's an old team now. So they, they waited for Kawhi, which they should have. The Clippers waited for Kawhi, which they should have. But, again, that is, that is why, that's the beauty of having two max spots instead of one. Now the Lakers are kind of in a tough position, or the Lakers are kind of wearing a tough position, and the Clippers made smart moves. And then, then we get to the Raptors. While the Raptors aren't, um, the Raptors go, you go from, title contention with with Kawhi to middle of the pack. You bring back pretty much everybody outside of Danny Green and Kawhi Leonard and nobody on that uh, I mean you have Kyle Lowry, you have OG, he's coming back from injury. You have or a medical problem. You have uh, Serge Ibaka, you have Marcus Saul, but Outside of that, those names, especially where they are in their careers, aren't jumping out the gym. Those names aren't aren't moving the needle. Those names would move the needle a lot better, which it did, with Kawhi Leonard, i.e. they win a championship. Now, again, there's no asterisks in championships, but to me it would have been a little different if KD and Clay weren't injured, but I digress. The, the Raptors go from title like title contention to to middle of the pack, and I think this might spur a re, uh, uh, they might blow it up. They might have to blow it up because if you look at outside of a couple teams in the East, there's there's I don't see uh, right now has currently constructed. I don't see Toronto beating Boston. I don't see Toronto beating, definitely don't see them beating um, Philly. I definitely don't see them beating Milwaukee. And we have to wait to see how Brooklyn is with Kawhi. I mean, with Kyrie by himself for one year. And especially looking on the next, uh, the year after, I definitely don't see them beating Brooklyn with KD and, and Kawhi. I mean, KD and Kyrie. So right now you, you pretty much sit in that, uh, in that, okay, so do we rebuild or do we keep going? But I don't, I don't see why you would keep going. That is the effect of the Kawhi Leonard decision. You have Kawhi Leonard, 
there's an, ain't no rebuilding. You just run it back. I mean, that team just won a championship. I don't see why you wouldn't think, okay, we can do it again. But losing Kawhi, losing a player of that stature, now Toronto is back to, they. I mean, they're a good team, especially in the playoffs. They'll probably overachieve in the playoffs just to be set back. So, I don't know. And that is the power of Kawhi. And then we get to the fourth team, which is OKC. So, as has been said, OKC traded Paul George in a, in, a, in a blockbuster deal, pretty much. The problem with that is that now, outside of Shea Gilders-Alexander and uh, Danilo Gallinari, is pretty much a one-man show with Russell Westbrook again. And reports came out that OKC tried to package Russell Westbrook and Paul George to go to the Raptors to get um, Pascal Siakam and a couple other players. Uh, the problem with that is that Russell Westbrook found out. And now Russell Westbrook and his camp are looking to um, looking to see what's best for them, pretty much, pretty much seeing how, how he can get traded from OKC. And I think that's funny because if you look back, just look back to 2012, which was only seven years ago. No, let's go back 2015. You have, which is four years ago, you have, or 2014. Let's go to 2014. You have KD. You have Russell Westbrook. You have um, James Harden. And you have Serge Ibaka. That core got you to the playoffs in 2000, or got you to the finals. Then one by one, you trade, you trade James Harden. KD's, KD's unhappy, so he leaves. You trade Serge Ibaka. KD's unhappy because you, you pretty much wrapped your arms around Russell Westbrook instead of KD, and KD's better. So it's funny that all these all these moves centered around the OKC Thunder <laughs> picking Russell Westbrook over somebody else. And now look, now Russell Westbrook has one of the worst contracts in the league, especially in the tail end. And now he's requesting a trade. So now, more than likely, I think he'll get traded before the season starts. Where I have no idea. Uh, there was there was a report coming out saying that he might go to the Rockets and, and join up again with James Harden, but I think that would be the absolute worst decision that he could have made, and the Rockets could have made. You you pair. You see, this is the this is not the James Harden of old. This is the new one-time MVP. Multiple-time runner-up MVP James Harden, who has the highest usage rates by far in the NBA, and Russ, Russell Westbrook isn't too far behind. So you have two ball-dominant players, two players that need the ball in their hands to be uh, effective. That that would that would be the worst decision ever, if you ask me. 
So I definitely don't see Russell Westbrook going to Houston. So now, I think they know that just with Russell Westbrook, as we've as we've seen, they're not winning anything. They're not winning no championship. They're not going far. Hell, with Russell Westbrook by himself, they got to the first round. They got bounced out the first round by Houston uh, one year, and then you have Paul George and get bounced out again. They haven't made it out the first round since Katie left. So they know that, yeah, with just with Russell, not nothing against Russell, but they're not winning with him. So I think they're about to go into full rebuild mode. So this move that Kawhi Leonard and Paul George made is seismic. It is it's huge, and I'm really excited to see just how the NBA will look next year. Again, and, and it sucks, but injuries play a big part in that too. Uh, KD's not going to be there. Klay Thompson's not going to be there for majority of the season. So the, the NBA is wide open. Um, I don't want to give my predictions or you know anything right now, but I will say that right now, Vegas has uh, Clippers as a favorite, which they should. Milwaukee's still going to be up there. Philly's definitely going to be up there. LeBron and the Lakers are going to be up there. So there is a lot of good teams, especially in the West. There's a lot of good teams and a lot of teams that you can definitely make a case for not just making it to the championship and winning it all. Like I said, Denver's great. Utah made some really big moves with Bogdanovich and Mike Conley. Um, Golden State's still going to be in the pack. Houston's still going to be in the pack. Um, you know, Portland, we always, especially me, I always uh, count them out, and they always end up surprising me. So there's Portland. Um, we don't know. So this Kawhi Leonard move was huge, man. Four years, $141 million. Uh, Paul George is, is, is there now. Um, yeah, this is the first time you're really looking at the Clippers, maybe since Lob City. And you're looking at like, yo, this is a viable team that could legitly win it all. And we all know how underachieving Lob City was, but we will definitely see how it how it's how it's gonna gonna play out this year. So I'm excited. Kawhi Leonard going to the Clippers is huge. Not not just for next year, but for for the NBA in the long run. Like I said, with KD coming back, there's no team that is completely dominant right now. And we haven't been able to say that for the next for the last few years, especially with Golden State um, and even before Golden State with Miami and everything. So this is I'm, it's exciting. This Kawhi Leonard move really changed a lot of things uh, for the better, if you ask me for the better. So. Shout out to Kawhi, shout out to the Clippers, and you know, that's that's how it is. So um So I'm watching Summer League and there's nearly there's there's pretty much a couple things that have made very clear. One, Zion is big as hell. <laughs> I mean I knew that from college, but Zion that man is huge, man. Most of his shots, or I think all of his points in the first in his first summer league game were dunks. Uh, he injured his or bruised his knee or something like that, so he's out for the rest of the summer league. But looking at looking at Zion, he's big as hell. But he looks one thing that 
New York did, or the Summer League New York team kind of did, was they packed the paint on them. And which, which I think a lot of NBA teams, especially once their players come back, are going to do. Once you pack the paint on him, yeah, he's energetic. Yeah, he's a freak of nature. But he's you're going to have to live or die by that shot. And I don't think that his shot is good enough, at least right now, to really be a, a force in the league. Um, he's still going to be incredible. I mean, again, y'all remember and y'all saw how we pretty much bullied Knox, uh, Kevin Knox, for that ball. And then dunked on it. it not dunked on him, but dunked the ball. It was it was incredible. So Zion, Zion, I, I think he needs to lose a little bit of weight. Um, especially not saying that. I think that weight's going to affect him, especially in the long run, and especially uh, trying to avoid injury. I think if he sheds a little bit of weight, it'll it'll be it'll do wonders for his body. But he's still that man's a freak of nature. Golly. And, and we knew this, but seeing in the summer league, we haven't seen it since um, Duke and everything. But seeing it large in the summer league, it's like, geez, Louise, man, this dude is huge. And another thing I noticed is that uh, R.J. Barrett is on the wrong team, man. Ah, uh, see, R.J. Barrett is good and everything, but playing alongside Knox and Frank Nikhilin, R.J. Barrett to me needs the ball. He needs the ball. And with him not having the ball in his hands, I feel that takes away from a lot of things he can do. I think one reason why he was so successful in Duke, not just because he was playing with Zion, but he was on the ball a lot. And I think that's kind of what hurt Cam Reddish in college. Cam Reddish was used to having the ball as well. But R.J. Barrett needs the ball, and it's going to be hard for him to get touches with Kevin Knox and, and Frank Nielakina. It just is. And it's, it's very prevalent. Oh, not to mention Mr. Robinson. It's very prevalent in the summer league that I don't know how this is going to mesh too well. It's, it's more the, okay, here, your turn, my turn, your turn, my turn. And that's not going to work in the NBA. Trust and believe. Hell, we saw that happen a lot of times. Um, a lot of games that Golden State lost. They reverted to, okay, let me go ISO, it's your turn, my turn, instead of the ball movement. And we saw that a lot of times it didn't work for them. And it definitely didn't work um, <laughs> in the in the finals. Now, of course, you lose KD, and that's a whole other story, but that, you, that's not going to work. And I, don't, I, th I think R.J. Barrett needs to be in a system that he solely is the main focus. And it's going to be hard, especially when you're developing players like Kevin Knox and you're developing players like, um, Frank Neal or trying to develop players like Frank Nealakina, it's going to be challenging for RJ. So I think that I was I was cool like okay, uh, you know Knicks got RJ, but they're going to make to me they're going to have to make some decisions. They're going to either it's going to be RJ's team, Kevin Knox's team, Frank Nealakina's team, which I don't think that should even be a question, or Richard Robinson's team. So because right now they just all look congested and all look like. They need they they aren't good without the ball in their hands, so that's something I, I noticed. Uh, there's a lot of standouts. Um, Tyler Euro has been really good for Duke. I mean, for Miami. Um, homeboy, what's his name? Kel, uh, Kellen Johnson, I believe is his name. If if let me let me look it up because y'all y'all be killing me, huh? Uh, y'all be killing me. Keldon Keldon Johnson. 
Keldon Johnson has been really good for the Spurs. Um, Yuri Hachimura played in his first game, and he looked really good. He looked better than I thought he would look, honestly. I think he had like a double-double, 14 and 10, and he had a, a pretty pretty good defensive showing. So Summer League has really been exciting. Of course, I wish I could have seen, uh, you know, John Morant, but due to surgery, we couldn't. But Summer League has been exciting. Um, and as we speak, the Wizards are two and zero. So I just wanna, I just wanna throw that out there. Summer League Wizards are two and zero. So, shouts out to them. Um, shouts out to them. Yeah, RJ need to move, man. RJ need to need to go, bro. If if he doesn't need, to, if he doesn't, of course he's a rookie, so it's not like you can start demanding stuff like that. Hold on, I gotta fix my man Gilbert. He's he's looking mighty crooked out here. But um, yeah, no, he. It, it just doesn't – I know it's just Summer League, but it doesn't look – it's not really fitting, man. It, they RJ doesn't look like he's fitting too well with Kevin Knox because they play the same position. Not only do they play the same position, they have the same skill set pretty much. Not to mention Frank Neal who's a big guard, and he's not good without the ball in his hands at all. So, oh, God. We'll just – we'll have to see how that goes, honestly, because right now it's not it's not looking – it's not looking too 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 spiffy, <laughs> to say the least. Um, is there anything else about the NBA? Uh, the Warriors are retiring Go uh, Iggy's number. I understand why. Of course, he was the big. He's a he's a really big piece in the dynasty that they have. Asterisk on half that dynasty that they have. Uh, of course, three time champion, uh, NBA Finals. I get why they did that for the team, but again, he he was still a six man, and I get I, I the reason why I understand it is because I see that they they're gonna retire pretty much all the big names from the um, dynasty. They already retired Kevin Durant's jersey after being there for three years. They are retiring Iggy. I know they're going to retire Klay Thompson. I know they're going to retire Draymond Green. And I'm for, I'm for sure they're going to retire K, uh, Steph Curry's number. So I get they're pretty much going to retire all. They might even retire Sean Livingston because he played a huge part in that too. So I get them doing that. It's just if, if Iggy... If Iggy was on any other team, no, his his number wouldn't be retired. But because he was so important to the dynasty, I understand that they're going to retire his jersey. I get that. I get it wholeheartedly. So, shouts out to Iggy. Shouts out to them. Um, also with Iggy, there was a report that he was upset that Memphis, instead of buying him out, was trying to trade him. Uh, hey, bro. You're going to end up on a team regardless, man. So, do your thing. Uh, I don't think there's anything else about the NBA. Um, what am I going to go to? We talked about Zion. We talked about Kawhi and all the teams. Um, I guess the last thing I'm going to talk about for basketball is, and I guess this is a good transition, USA, Team USA, under-19 team, uh, they won the gold medal. Uh, I don't remember who they beat, but I did want to shout them out because if you're not a – if you're not an avid basketball fan, you're not going to know. You're not going to know. So, for people that are listening, uh, Team USA, under-19 basketball team, took gold last uh, yesterday. So, shouts out to them. And speaking of Team USA, 
So we saw yesterday the tale of of two 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 greats. No, that's not even the tale of two takes. Let me say that. So Team USA soccer women's was playing in the championship as well as Team USA men's were playing in the championship. Gold Cup for FIBA. The women have been dominant for it. They have, going into yesterday, they won seven, <laughs> seven championships, seven FIBA champion, world championships, including last, what, last time back in 2012, I think, or 2014, one of them two. The men, on the other hand, uh, struggle. They struggle a lot. <laughs> uh, I don't... I, the men struggle. They, I'm going to just keep it a stack with you. They suck. Um, but yesterday, the women's soccer team won back-to-back FIBA, their, their, their eighth. They won their eighth FIBA Cup, winning back-to-back. The core that this played now has won the last four FIBA World Cups. That is incredible. And I say the tale of two, two extremes, I guess, because the men, however, played in the Gold Cup uh, and lost to Mexico. And the thing that has come up now, of course, is pay disparity. I think I saw the report that was saying that if well, because the women won the world, their World Cup, or won the World Cup, they uh they get like two hundred thousand dollars, right? If the men would have won, it would have been like one point fourteen million dollars. And the worst part about it all is that that the women soccer team is the money rev like they generate the most money the most popularity out of both and the crazy and, and this i think the sad part about it all is that i'm not surprised i mean if you look throughout the united states and you look throughout all the sports women uh, except for no you look through <laughs> the the only thing the only sport i believe i believe i could be wrong so if I am wrong, don't kill me. But I think the only sport where women probably get paid more than men is probably volleyball. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But I would think volleyball would be the only one. And I'm not justifying the saying that is that's how it should be. But I think that's how it is. And it's unfortunate because, look, women... The let me let me we are we are we to me have gotten to a point in America and and a point in the United in the world that women should be should be treated. I think it's always been that fact been this way, but I think women should be treated or compensated as men are compensated. Women a lot of women do more than men. A lot of women work harder than men. A lot of women are, are, are better athletes than a lot of men. 
Let's keep it a stack. There's a lot of women in the WNBA that can give some NBA people run. I'm just keep it being with you. If you don't, if you don't agree, hey, that's all on you. But women, there should be no reason that when I think of Team USA soccer, I don't think of the men. I think of the women. When I think of success in in over you know national play or international play i think of the women because the women are always are always if they're not winning they're close to winning with that being said there should not be a pay discrepancy of nearly two hundred thousand dollars for if the women win to nearly 1.2 million dollars if the men win and the thing is i i would understand trust me I would understand if there was a price gap, maybe women get 1.05 or something, and the men get 1.10. I would understand that if the men generated more money than the women, but the women clearly generate more money than the men. Like, I, I, I've had this conversation uh, multiple times about WNBA and NBA how women should be compensated and treated better than they are. Do I think that the women should make as much money as the men? I'm not 100% sure due to the fact that the the, w, the NBA generates a lot more money than the WNBA. So, and because of that, I understand if there's a pay discrepancy. Now, I don't think that there should be such a huge pay discrepancy and such a huge difference in how... NBA players are treated compared to how the WNBA players are treated. But again, I understand the pay discrepancy. I do not understand the pay discrepancy from the world women's world cup, uh, or women's USA soccer to men's USA soccer. Cause again, if you ask 10 people on the street randomly about team USA soccer, the first thing they're going to say or talk about is women's instead of men's. So because of that, it is clear that the women are a lot more, not only better, but a lot more popular when it comes to soccer. So they should be compensated, compensated more, if you ask me. It's kind of like, it's kind of like um, the fashion industry, right? Women, which which is completely understandable, will get paid more off of name recognition than a man would. Now, of course, we're not talking about the, you know. Giovanni's or stuff like that, but women will get paid more by off their name than the win because that's their field, and they're the most popular thing in their field. I would I would look at I I know Fendi before I see and Rihanna before I see a Michael Kors. Bring that over to sports. If a woman, if the women's team is more popular and generate more money for the U.S for the for the sport they should be paid more or they should be compensated respectfully 200 $200,000 well that's that's more for me but I don't, I don't I'm not an athlete as like I'm not a professional athlete I don't I don't see that I've never seen that so that for me that would be cool but these are people that make a living on being athletes that's not that's nothing hell $200,000 is like a fine in the in the NBA. And we know how laughable fines are. So, 
we as a people have to do better, man. Again, shouts out, and I don't want to take this away from the the big picture. You know, shouts out to the women's soccer, U.S. soccer team for winning their second straight FIBA World Cup, making this their eighth, their eighth World Cup, which is incredible. That is incredible. And again, man, we need to get better as a nation and respecting women. A one, the woman is the most beautiful thing on this earth, in, in my eyes. The woman is the most beautiful thing on this earth, not only due to the fact that they can do so much, but we come from them. We come from them. So, like, come on, bro. Like, come on, people. People that's listening to me, this is the Unpopular Podcast. I appreciate you guys for listening. But we need, there has to be a point where I understand, again, if they might not make as much as men solely on popularity, because, again, and that goes back to the WNBA and NBA argument, but the, the U.S. soccer team, when you say U.S. soccer team, Last thing I'm going to say again, because I feel like a broken record. Last time, every, anytime you think of U.S. soccer team, not U.S. women's, not U.S. men. When you say U.S. soccer team, the first thing that should come to everybody's mind is the women. And because of that, they should be paid accordingly. So, what? Uh, before I go, I have to give a shout out to Coco Golf. That is the young 15-year-old sensation. That is, I believe it's Wimbledon. And she's, she's wreaking havoc, man. She beat Venus Williams. Uh, she was down big in one of, in her next match. I don't, I, can't, I don't remember who she was going against. But she was down big. She was down huge. And she came, she came back historic, historic. She made a historic comeback. So I definitely have to shout out to Coco Goff, man. Keep doing your thing. I don't know. I think you play today. I don't know. You know, if you eat, win or lose, you have been an inspiration to a lot of people. You've been an inspiration to people, you know, your age, which is 15 around. And you've also been an inspiration to the world. You've been an inspiration to, you know, African-Americans as a whole. And I definitely want to shout out to her, man. I'm rooting for her. And if she loses, I'm definitely rooting for Serena again. But, you know, I have to give a shout out to Corey Coco golf because she has not only what was 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 crazy is at 15 yeah I was hooping but I wasn't hooping on no national stage I was just hooping what 15 I was hooping in middle school or high school I was hooping in high school she's hooping on a on a on, she's on the main stage doing stuff like this so I'm not taking away nothing fr- I, look you have you have a supporter in me, my friend. Again, Corey Coco Golf shouts out to you. The world is behind you. Um, I, I wish you nothing, nothing, nothing but the best. Nothing but the best, and 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 whatever you do, I'm rooting for you. By the time this is over, I mean by the time this air, because this this airs at nine o'clock um, on Mondays. I don't know if you played or not. I think you play at like three in the morning. Uh, so this you could have won, you could have lost. Hey, it is what it is. I don't know. But again, win or lose, you have done something that not a lot of people thought you could. Um, so definitely shouts out to you. Uh, let me think, man. Do I have anything else? 
I really don't think I have anything else, man. Uh, oh, KD's changing his number to seven. Uh, I, guess, I guess that's that's another big NBA story. I, I don't, I don't. That's not really big to me. I mean, you've seen players change their number all the time. Well, I changed my number, and I'm I'm not in the NBA, but I changed my number in college. I was first year, I was number 25. Next year, I was I was 50. Um, so, uh, shout out to them. Uh, I don't think I have anything else, man. I really don't. I'm just I'm looking at the rundown. Uh, Jersey, uh, Coco, um, Team USA. Oh yeah, man, Team USA, men, we gotta do better, bro. We, God, we gotta do better, man. I understand it's Mexico and everything, but we got to do better. We we got to do better. Just just do better. Again, shouts out to the women's. Um, shouts out to the women for for winning their conse- second consecutive. Well, it's actually not consecutive until it's three. So, or no, consecutive is two. <laughs> winning winning the FIBA World Cup again. Um, oh, and and before I go, shouts out to. Uh, the Washington Mystics, man. Yeah, they did lose yesterday, but they were on a smooth. I think they're like number one in, in the standings. So I definitely had to give them a shout out. You know what I'm saying? I, the Mystics are doing their thing. So, uh, yeah, man, this is the Unpopular Podcast. I want to thank you guys for listening. Uh, for people that watch this on YouTube, please subscribe. Please subscribe. Please subscribe. It would mean so much to me. I appreciate you guys for listening. Uh, for people that, I don't care if you listen to YouTube or not, for people that tune in, I appreciate it wholeheartedly. I do this, I do this out of love. I love, I love what I do. So I appreciate you guys for being with me. Um, again, this is the Unpopular Podcast. It's your boy Jalen. Please, please share this with somebody, whether that's on YouTube or wherever you listen to, share it. Word of mouth will be good. I want this to, to get a little bigger. Um, and, and I do appreciate everybody that's there, but, but let, let people know. If you, if you enjoy it, if you think that this is something that you want to see continue, which, I mean, it's going to re- continue regardless, but I would appreciate you guys to share. Um, if you have any questions, you can send it to my email. You can DM me. You can text me if you have my number. For unpopular questions, that's Thursday. That's every Thursday at 9 o'clock where I answer you guys' questions. It doesn't have to be about sports. The podcast on Mondays is always going to be about sports, but unpopular question on Thursdays it could be about anything I mean I ask I answer questions about food uh, music movies uh, relationships whatever if you have a question send it to me uh, again and I say it again this is the unpopular podcast it's your boy Jalen I want to thank you guys for listening and until next time much love
Nothing new under the sun, nobody fucking with sun I got a couple of sons, a couple of guns A couple of niggas that bust up the party and fuck up the fun She digging me and I'm cuffing a friend She igging you while we fucking for fun I got a suck in the thumb, that my little baby She call me daddy like grandmama baby If this Sunday dinner, my hand on the gravy I've been on the craziest wave If I'm on the stage, it ends my minimum wage This ain't no kennel, but hey If niggas was with all that barking, we sending them straight So in a way, we the dog catchers How many bullets your dog catching? Sawed off, raw dog fashion Hard off, hope dog catch Damn. I woke up for some money. Hey, little bitch. Too many ops here. Tell me who you with. Hey. Potato over my gun. I'm moving silence because niggas be clocking my funds. When they should keep eye on they bitch because baby girl coming with sun. Niggas be judging my moves. But please tell me what have you done? My cousin at air out the party for fun. Pistol grips get to squeezing. Wish a nigga would like Liam Neeson. I don't even need a reason. Loyalty over treason. Bitch nigga come and see me. Put some respect on my name. Inside of my city I claim. I try to stay at my lane. Took my advance and put a caprice on them fangs. I'm baiting forward to the wheels fall. Know some niggas probably pissed off. Who would thought I made it this far? Gold mouth, bitch, fuck them all. I woke up for some money. Hey, little bitch. Too many ops here. Tell me who you with. I just put diamonds on all of my teeth. Now they probably think I ain't intelligent. In the homicide unit interrogation, asking questions. You know I ain't tell them shit. Bitches call me a jock all-American. I'm at the top of my class with my letterman. I remember back in college, bitches knocking on my dorm door. I ain't never let them in. Now you know that that's cap, no, I hit a few, ain't no job, I'm selling gas like I'm Jiffy Lou. I had a free, used to fuck while a boyfriend in class, I hear her from the back from like 10 to 2. No back and forth with these rappers, they mention me dissing me, no talking back, I won't mention you. Watch when I come put that iron on your ass and I did, they gon' want me to snitch in my interview. I'm on five bitch, I'm lit, but I'm really cool. Don't acknowledge the shirts when they ridicule. They don't come out at the dark, bitch, I swim with the sharks, you ain't got enough heart, get a bigger pool. Wanna fight, but he bigger, I ain't really tripping, reach under my shirt, grab a bigger tool. I got a Glock with a dick, let's get physical, they gon' be hollering out ripping, they missing you. They got me started, I might as well Talk finish it. I'm from Charlotte, you know how these niggas do, babe. I woke up for some money.